0: Welcome to the Raising Real Estate Standards Podcast with your hosts, Brian and Mark Mann. Welcome back to Raising Real Estate Standards. Uh, this is episode number five. Number uh, five. Awesome. awesome. Today, we're going to kind of dig in. Brian, I want to chat with you something about this it's timely. This, this topic may not uh, um, age well, but right now, um, uh, real estate agents, we're in a really low inventory market, um, and uh, um, it's tough being a buyer's agent in today's market.
1: Tough. Have you seen the memes? They're like, you know, here's here's the girl over here that's a listing agent and she's beautiful and everything's just going fine. And then you've got the person over here looks like they're pulling their hair out but oh, it's yeah. the buyer's agent.
0: Absolutely. And, and and then the 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 ones that say this is, you know, I age well as a real estate agent. I'm 40 years old and it looks like a 90 year old man that's <laughs> about to kick the bucket.
1: True. Um,
0: but uh, um, yeah, I mean, so it, it is a tough market out there for buyers agents. Um, and right now, you know, um, we talked about this in our last episode. Um, right now, there are twice as many real estate agents on average across the country than there are houses for sale in the multiple listing service. Yeah. That's two times as many agents. And those folks, those, there's two of those agents for every listing. And I would, there's probably five or six buyers that every listing agent or every buyer's agent's working with.
1: Yeah, I I I'm gonna add a little bit of doom and gloom here. Oh, fantastic. Um, <laughs> I would I would say if you're listening today, um, right now is probably the time to start uh, being more intentional. Listen to uh, what we and what Mark's going to talk about today, because you uh, you are going to start to see numbers go down, and you don't want to be in that number. So go ahead. Absolutely, yeah. I mean it's. Uh, um, there's only so many people
0: that can sell real estate unless the inventory picks up. I mean, yes, we're doing more transactions right now, but it's just hard for those folks that are focusing primarily on buyers. Listing agents are just, you know, it's a cash cow. If you have a lot of listings and you're able to secure listings, you're bringing in a lot of, uh, you know, the the time from you signing a listing agreement to putting a check in your pocket is a very short period of time. Yeah. It's the gold. It is It is the gold. But, I mean, it's it short. You know, you get it really quickly. So cash. it's a cash flow, you know, fantastic thing. Buyer's agents, on the other hand, it is a much longer term from the time that you meet this person to you are able to uh, put them under contract, find a house, and, uh, um, you know, put that check into your pocket. I mean, it's just a longer term uh, uh, situation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah.
0: You know, it, well, as we're going through this and in the, um, with working with buyers, um, you know, I want to provide a goal with with this is to provide some tips, hints, and and ways to become a much better buyer's agent and to shorten that time period from when you meet them to when that you're able to uh, put them under contract and find them a house. Um, and you know, um, one of the things that buyer's agents, uh, right now are not doing well, and that I think would really help them out is sitting down and learning about their client um, you know for the most part, when you meet with a when you meet with a person looking to buy a home, you kind of have a general idea of what they 're looking for um, however i'd argue that it 's more than just the number of bedrooms, bathrooms, and neighborhood they want to live in um, you know it 's so much more it's there 's their reasons why they're doing this you know um making this move. So, you know, as as you're going in and you're meeting with, And the first to me and the first most important thing is to sit down, sit down and have an in-depth conversation with your buyer. You know, asking them a list of formal questions uh, that you need to have answered so that you can help them um achieve what's their, their motivating factor, which is to buy a home. Um, and um, you know, we've got a form that, uh, can check off those boxes that you need to have answered, but really it is, 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 sitting down there and having a motivation, find out what their needs and wants are. What are their, what are they scared about? What's, what's their biggest fear? Um, you know, how soon do they want to do this? Why do they want to do this is, you know, did, did we take, you know, turn the COVID corner and, and, and move back our business back inside our
1: house or do we need an extra office? What is the reasoning, uh, for everything? Um, so yeah, so you know, going back to the last episode, that really hits home on what we talked about, which is serving your client, serving your relationship at the highest level, and that's finding out more about them. You're not there just to fill out a contract for them. That's exactly right. When they pick up the phone and call you, they
0: there's a good chance they want to go see a house, right? You know, that they pick up buyer picks up the phone, calls you, hey Mark, hey, I saw this house, I'd love to go take a look at it. And your first instinct is to what? Get in the car and go show them a house, sure. because that's what we're in the business of. We're in the business of selling houses. But I would say that's probably not the first, best first step for you. Um, you know, it, it's you know, get to know more about them. They are when some when you're going to be paid a good sum of money. You need to be providing value, as we talked about last time. And providing value is you doing what they need not what they are look, you know, want at that particular point in time. Mm-hmm. So you're the professional. You go through the process to make sure you can unver, under, uncover all of their needs and wants. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, you know, that's the first part. That's the service part. So we've sat down. We've had a conversation with these uh, uh, um, people that are looking to buy a house. Now we need to go help them find them. And in the market that we're in where there is very low inventory, you know, it is hard. It is difficult. Um, and so, um,
1: you know, what can we do? What can we do to help them out? Well, first of all, you know, again, I keep going back to last time, you know, we've got to differentiate, which means we've got to find different ways, different avenues to make it happen, solve the problem, find the solution. Um, you got to find different ways because just doing the same thing over and over and over is not right now. You're not going to find that property because everybody else is doing it that way. Absolutely. Um, we just we just had a class um, with our coach,
0: um, uh, Wayne Frederick, and he you know talked to us. Uh, and I like visuals. And it was a great visual. Um, and it was about the red ocean and blue ocean. And, you know, if you think of uh, this visual of two different uh, bodies of water, one's red, one's blue, and that's the business, the the real estate business that's out there. And you have two oceans to, to fish in and um, you can go fish in the red ocean, which is um, um, is is kind of it's red for a reason why is it red it's red because that's where everybody's fishing it's blood in the water and your competition is high and there's 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 so many people that are fishing in this 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 section of the ocean and there's the blue ocean which Let's just be honest. Nobody's nobody's even got a boat in the water, much less they're fishing in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of the, the if you kind of keep that as a as a visual as we go through today uh, of of what you can do and how you can help your clients um, uh, get that house and, and and achieve the dream that they're they're looking for. Um, so I mean, first place us as real estate agents go to look for houses. Where's
1: that? MLS. MLS. Mm-hmm. The last place people go to look for houses is where? The last place? Well, usually they stop at the MLS these days. That's exactly right. They go to the MLS
0: (laughs) and they stop. Most real estate (laughs) agents have one place to go look for houses, which is turning on the computer, opening up their local multiple listing services, and if it's there, great. Or they get an email that's there, great. Or let's just be honest, their client calls them and tells them it's there. Then they turn it on and look and find that Oh, that's great. Let's go look at it. and, and that's, that is, there's, there's no question, the MLS is a, is a fabulous tool and resource that we use as agents. It provides us a lot of data and a lot of information, and it connects us as agents to properties. Unfortunately, because of the lack of inventory right now, there's not a lot there. Um, and, you know, does the MLS work? Absolutely. There's no question. Deals are done all the time in, in the MLS, and I'm going to pr- provide you some you know some ideas and strategies in in how to v- differentiate you from others, sharks and people in that red ocean. Um, but I would argue, and I have this conversation with our agents um, here at Remax all the time, and it is, guys, in today's market, if the only place you are looking for properties for your clients is on the MLS. Then you are failing your clients, and that's a hard word. It's a harsh word, but you're failing your clients. They 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 hired you to bring value to the table, and if value is searching the MLS for properties, you're providing barely enough value to be compensated. Heck, they can do that. No kidding. Get on get on any website and and, and get that information. Um, so, it, it's it's to be a professional. You've got to go above and beyond. Um, and so that's where the blue ocean comes into play. So what do we do? You know, where's this blue ocean? How do we do it? Well, we sat down at the very beginning and we talked to our clients and we got their needs wants and and we got very specific about, you know, what is most important to them. You know, I would argue that there are people right now that want to sell a house but are scared to sell a house because they don't know where they're going to go. Mm -hmm. And so they're not actively on the MLS. They're not even – nobody knows that they want to sell a house except for them. Um, So you can go and you can find these people and go directly to them. Um, You know, um, if you know exactly what your your buyer clients want, prepare a letter, send it out pinpointing the properties. We have enough data on all the homes across America – that you can go in and you can say, okay, I need a four bedroom, two and a half bathroom house in X school district on X street. And then you can go in and you can send 30 letters that are going to hone in and be very targeted to what your clients want and find if someone's going to be selling. I've got a letter that isn't, you know, everybody's getting letters from real estate agents all the time that are sending these mass letters out that are very um, sleazy in nature. I use that word a lot, very sleazy in nature. I've got a letter that um, is not. It is, and here's the deal, it goes out when you have a buyer client that needs something, and it is not a listing-generating letter. Will you get listings out of it? Probably. Um, But it is not a listing-generating letter. It is a letter trying to find a property for your client and providing a service for them.
1: What you're saying is the letter you have is not... One that you send to somebody. Say you have a buyer, but you really don't have a buyer.
0: Um, correct. Gotcha. And <laughs> it, it, unfortunately, there's a lot of these um, non-client letters going out there that um, you know they're just they're just fishing. They're fishing for listings. Yeah. Um, but this letter has, has been has proven to garner a lot better response than some of your other ones. Um, and uh, uh, for anybody that is interested, all you have to do is just send us a, uh, a message and we'll be happy to get that over to you because our goal is to help you and your clients and uh, you know, providing them uh, the ability to get properties that they need. Um, so you can take, you know, going in this blue ocean is going in pinpointing properties, going out and finding these properties. Uh, so th- there's direct mail targeting of those folks door knocking. You can do the same thing. You get that same information. If you don't want to send a letter, I know it's scary. You get in your car and you go knock on a door. <laughs> it's a wild and crazy idea, but it still works. But if you're doing it in a way that is target, you're not just walking up and down the the neighborhood, knocking on every single solitary door. Um, you know, doing the same thing, you know, they can just watch you like you're going to sell something vacuum cleaners down the road. Um, but, uh, um, going in and pinpointing these and and nailing these properties down and knocking on the door. That's one option. Another one. And a lot of people don't even think about this, Brian, what happened in, in 2020? What, what did we all go through in 2020? COVID? COVID. Yeah, you're right. There were people trying to sell their house prior to COVID Mm-hmm. and that we were thinking about putting their or we were thinking about putting their house on prior to covid. Covid happened in January and there was a lot of people prior to that that were waiting for the spring market to hit and we're going to put their house on the market um, starting in 2019. My suggestion and something that nobody has ha- there's a lot of people not looking at is go back into the MLS as a buyer's agent and search for the exact property that your client is looking for in ex- in an expired listing. That expired in the fall to to winter of 2019. If you look at stuff that are fra- from the summer uh, to the um, end of 2019, anything that expired that met that needs, there's a good chance that those folks have not decided to put their house on the market because they're scared. They they took it off because of COVID. They didn't want people coming in their house, and now that this has happened, they're seeing the market. You know, they're they're scared to, to put it on the market because of their where are they are going to go if they can't. Uh, uh, find a house to, to move into, you can help them with that. You can be the hero to both of those people. You can help this person that wanted to sell their house, and then, oh, by the way, if you bring a, a a property to your buyer client that could not find one over there in the Red Ocean, you are now a hero to them. And what do they become? An advocate of yours. Oh, yeah. Talking about adding value, that's absolutely adding value. Absolutely. So, you know, as, as you're going through... Um, this process of being a buyer's agent, I want to make sure that we hit on the most important thing, and that is adding value. Raising your standards, doing something different. If you are consistently fishing in the red ocean, you are not going to be adding value to your clients. You have to do something that is different. Um, And there are so many different ways, so many different avenues to do this, but it all bears down on the most important piece of this process of being a buyer's agent, which is sitting down with your folks and finding out what the heck they want, what they need and how you're going to be able to get to it.
1: Yeah. So, um, you've talked with a lot of the agents yes. about doing this. Um, do you have an example of where, uh, an agent has done this and it's worked? Absolutely. Okay. Um,
0: Marketplace um, in in our area. Uh, sat down with an agent um, who um, was struggling. Has their, their client uh, um, it, their client was not the strongest financially. When I say that they were they were very good credit quality uh, um, buyers. However, they didn't have a massive amount of money in the bank. And, uh, uh, so their offers, they had written five offers and then they've been declined five different times, um, or they had lost out five different times. Um, and so sat down with, uh, this agent Since we, we pinpointed it down. This was a, a large community of a roughly around a thousand homes, too many, too many homes to could just send a blanket letter out to. So we did a, a search of public records and the, um, um, you know, past MLS stuff, and um, identified about 80 homes that fit the criteria and sent the letter out. Two things happened during this. One, we found a house for the buyer. Most importantly, the person picked up the phone, called, and had the right house. They were getting ready to put their house in the market. They didn't want to go through the hassle of it. And we were able to do a couple of things. We were able to find the house for the buyer and we were able to save the hassle factor for this seller that was looking to sell the house. We put people together, we brokered a deal. Second thing that came through this because that was the third house that they looked at. So there was three, two other appointments um, that they walked this uh, client through. It showed the seller the value that this agent was bringing to their clients and they saw they went above and beyond. And this agent was able to secure a listing. 80 homes or 80, 80 letters that went out. They got a buyer under contract and a listing out of it. And it's, it's, it's so powerful. It works. Um, and it, it just shows the, commun- the consumer and your clients that you're willing to go above and beyond.
1: That's the whole key here is, you know, anybody can open up their computer, open up the MLS, look to see what's on there. Contact their uh, their client and let them know. Either there's one or two that have 15 showings today and 10 offers on it, or you can go out and you can create. And I love the the word you used, brokered the deal. We're brokers. A lot of people don't understand that. A lot of people should probably be called writers because they're writing contracts. Right, filling but, blankers. <laughs> but we are brokers and we're brokering deals. So this is this is awesome. Absolutely.
0: So I wanted to make sure that, you know, you know, we've talked about the NOS and, and how that's a red red uh, ocean and, you know, very difficult market to be in. I want to get, you know, some tips on folks that, that have to fish in that arena. And let's say they, they find what they need to do that. So, you know, it's, you know, Deals are done every single day. It is, you know, it is a phenomenal place, but it's very competitive. So kind of want to walk you through some of the things that uh, um, you should be counseling your clients on if you are going to be fishing in the Red Ocean and what they should be prepared for. Um, first and foremost, in today's market, um, if you're fishing in the Red Ocean, you need to be, be, your financial situation needs to be very stable. You need quite a bit of money in the bank. Um, you need to be okay with, uh, putting up money that will not be returned to you if something happens to the deal. Um, so for example, um, if you're, if you're buying, if you go under contract, you need to be the The buyer needs to know that um, they're going to need to put up substantial down payment and non refundable deposits. Period. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, also going through this, you know, know, coaching and feeling comfortable with removal of potential contingencies, Mm -hmm. removal of appraisal contingencies, removal of inspection contingencies, um, and and anything that you can do when you're fishing in that red ocean with multiple offers to make your client stand out and look better. Um, you know, what this is not is, is buying a house that's going to fall down. So when I say removal of inspection contingencies, what I don't mean is go buy a house that's falling down. What I'm saying is you remove a barrier that, um, um, there, there's something else has to happen before, you know, before the, the sellers are going to get some more money. So you, you remove the, you try to remove those,
1: um, any barriers to getting
0: your offer accepted.
1: Sure. So, uh, what I try to tell people now is, you know, um, inspection when you're doing an inspection getting your report you know it's important stuff a lot of a lot of times you know uh uh prior to the market we're in now your inspection report really was a determining factor of the contract yes. now it's almost like i i'm i'm talking to some buyers out there and i'm saying look this is this is uh, this is your to do list for the first couple of years. That's right. Yeah, I mean it's 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 you know before
0: it was a uh, negotiating point. We get to you know we, we I, I sit down and talk to clients. I say we have two negotiating periods during our contract, um, and it was right now talking about pricing and terms, and then when we do inspections and we get that report, we'll negotiate repairs is that still happening for a small bit? Yes. But most of the times he's exactly right. It's, it's your to-do list. It's the, it's a four year information. And is this something, is there something on this list that's going to keep you from buying this house? Not, Oh, let's go give a a laundry list of stuff for the sellers to do. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing, guys, being a buyer's agent is hard, um, right now. Um, but you got to get creative. Um, you've got to think outside your box, um, and um, I will be honest with you. If your your way of uh, finding properties for your clients is only searching the MLS or only going into a private Facebook group, saying, "Hey, do you have a property in this you know this neighborhood with this number of bedrooms and bathrooms?" If that's your sole searching uh, apparatus, I would say you need to get a little bit more creative. Um, it's it's your buyers deserve more. Yeah. So, guys. Um, just a quick, quick little hit today on, uh, that's something f- timely for today's market. Um, and, um, um, mentioned a couple of different items that we have for you and, and can provide for you. One is, uh, the, um, um, consultation form, that intake form when you're sitting down and talking with a, uh, a buyer client and can need to find out what their needs and wants are. Um, and then, um, I've got that fantastic, uh, um, letter that you have a client in a particular neighborhood that, uh, has, has garnered a lot of great response.
1: Yeah. One, one other thing I want you to, to hit on, if you will, you mentioned, uh, Wayne Frederick, our, uh, our coach, he actually does a class that we, so this is something we give to you guys. Um, yeah. uh, anybody that wants to do it, let us know. He does a class every other Wednesday, Um, um, and we can get you access to that class. So, uh, why why don't you talk a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, it's called Wednesdays with Wayne. Um, he's a national trainer. He goes all around the country, uh, training brokers, uh, broker owners, agents, uh, large teams. Um, and, um, uh, we sat down with him probably about six months ago and talked about the need for this and, uh, um, getting national (laughs) level training on a local level in a, in a way that is being delivered that can be consecutively and consistently delivered, uh, where they need it. Um, and so, um, Wednesdays with Wayne was created and, uh, um, this is something that, uh, we are, um, um, offering up to you guys. Um, and this is, this is part of, uh, a small snippet of, of our training apparatus within our brokerage. Uh, we, we encourage our agents to do this. Um, so if you guys are interested and want to sit in on it, it's, uh, um, it's, it's always going to be around an hour. It's not going to be super time intensive, um, and, um, can be delivered to you wherever you are.
1: Yeah. And he's got great information guys too. Absolutely. Guys, thank you so much. And, uh, we will see you next episode. See ya. You've just listened to another episode of the Raising Real Estate Standards podcast. If you've benefited from what you've heard, please subscribe. We would really appreciate it if you rated, reviewed, and shared this episode. You can contact us at
0: RaisingRealEstateStandards.com, email us at info at standards.com, and you can find us on your favorite social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, all under the heading of Raising Real Estate Standards.